0: Well, the sermon is called A, uh, a Storm of Blessing, and uh, I believe that we all um, face storms, and even, you know, it's funny, me and Alicia, we left last, two weeks ago on Sunday after Mother's Day, and we left for vacation, and as we left, a huge storm came in, and uh, I'm just saying, just think about it. I mean, hey, maybe we keep protection, you know, anointing, I'm just kidding. Okay, wow. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's interesting as that storm came, Alicia and I had just gotten to, um, to our, our vacation and uh, we began to hear about all this, the storms that were happening. And it was interesting that, you know, in, in that moment, usually if I was here, I'd be like, my gosh, what's happening? Like, are we going to hit? Tornadoes are going to hit us? Like, what's going on? And in that moment, I realized that everything of value to me was here, was with me. Not not everything, but I'm saying in, in that household, if my house got hit by a tornado, and it was destroyed, I was gonna be okay because my wife and my daughter were with me, right? And so many times we value, we, we hate storms because of what we can lose in them, right? But I want you to be challenged say that maybe that sometimes storms come to bring you a blessing, to bring you something that you didn't know you needed and something that you didn't know could actually qualify you and, and help bring a sense of value to things that you didn't know you valued. And so, um, <clears throat> I start in verse thirteen, and this is Paul. He's been uh, imprisoned, and he's on his way to be uh, to be brought into court to to be charged with whether whatever whether we're going to charge him or not. And we find him in this storm. See, I believe that you can be in the perfect will of God and be in a storm. See, theologically, we have a problem with thinking that God would allow us to go through storms, but. But if you go through Scripture and you go through all of, the, all of the, the New Testament, you will see where God empowers us to give us strength in the middle of suffering. He gives us something. He gives us this ability to withstand even in the midst of storms. And, and so theologically, we, we oftentimes think, well, if storms come, I'm out of the will of God, so this is God's way of giving me a lesson, right, which is completely unscriptural. That is, that is not why God doesn't send things to punish you right? that That's not how God teaches. I don't, I don't put Jaylee in a certain situation to teach her something to punish her so that she can see the value of her parents. I don't do that and neither does the Father. And so many times we have a skewed view of the will of God that God is going to bring a storm into my life because I've done something wrong to punish me so that I can, he can put me back on the right road. Horrible theology. And this is why a lot of people have a resistance to God is because they think that the storm's of life came from a father. Yeah, I understand that God has the ability to control them, and maybe he is allowing the storm in your life for a reason. And and I believe that Paul in this is having to learn, even in his moment, this is the apostle, the apostle Paul, who is in the perfect will of God having to go through a storm. Think about that. So it says this, Then a light wind began blowing from the south. The sailors thought they could make it. So they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. I believe they've been that in that in that itself is a sermon that could be preached that a lot of times we think we can make it into something that 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 we thought is oh this is not a big deal and we sometimes pull up anchor and we just do what we want to do instead of being being uh, being willing to hear the voice of God in direction, right? But that's not where I'm going. It says but the weather changed abruptly. We could preach on that for a minute, but how many of you know that storms do come in and they don't warn you? You know, I mean, there are storms last night that there the tragedy of two people being killed last night in Oklahoma. And for us, many of us slept through the night and it was a great night. But for people right now, they're mourning and grieving of a loss. And how many of you know that we don't get the benefits of having a warning of a storm coming all the time? It is a reality that they come abruptly into our lives. And it goes on and it says this. It says, but the weather changed abruptly and a wind of typhoon strength called the Northeaster burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sailed along the sheltered side of a small island named Quada or I don't even know what that is, where with great difficulty, we hoisted aboard the lifeboat being towed behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across the sandbars of Sirtis off the African coast. So they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship and were driven before the wind. This is the point I want to hit at. I want to get here. The next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing cargo overboard. You know, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about our trip, and we, when we went on our trip, our vacation, you know, we, we literally folded down the back seats, and it looked like we were moving from our, from our house. It's like we brought everything we could think of and then just in case that just in case winter comes we'll bring 15 sweaters and a bunch of pants and we're going to the beach but but what if, right? And this is I think what we do in our lives, right? We we try to prepare for every situation in our lives, things that were never going to happen to us. And we we pile our lives with stuff that that really have zero chance of happening in our lives. I mean, it's zero chance it's going to It's going to snow on the coast right now. But I brought pants. I brought sweaters. I literally did. I brought sweaters. And I'm not real sure why. Sometimes it gets chilly on the coast. I thought, well, if I get cold, I'll have a sweater I can throw on. But we had so many things in our car. That we would have gotten another five miles of the gallon had we just been smart and just brought our bathing suits and a couple shirts and a couple shorts. But how many of you know that's what we do? Is we weigh our lives down oftentimes, and when we go through a storm, we cling to that stuff. And I was thinking about that, and and so many times we, our lives look like this, and when we we gather all this stuff in our lives, and we grab our suitcases of you know whatever we feel like we need in our lives, and this one is uh, this is fear. Everybody needs a little bit of fear in their boat, you know? Like, you can't go on a good trip without fear. you got to have fear. You know, it's, it's important. It gives you something to think about. Uh, comparison, you know, got to have some comparison. That way on, as you go through life, you can constantly look at people who are not as cool as you and people who are way cooler than you and see how you never measure up no matter whether way, you whether direction you go. Never been there before, Right. And and this is what we do is we pile on these things in our lives and we think that we need them. I've got to have a little failure because that sets me up. So if I do fail, then I set it up that way anyway. So I figured I would fail, so I'll bring it with me. So that way I won't look as bad if I fail. And I know that one's for me. Um, You don't deal with any of that. This one's worry. This is so we can have something to meditate on throughout our lives. Um, that will never happen. These are things that are like, oh my gosh, what happens if, um, you know, the flood comes and wipes us out like it did the ark, but I'm going to worry about it and I'm going to spend all my life and putting all of my energy in that. Oh, and then anxiety on top of worry. That's really good. <laughs> and this is a good one. I mean, you need a big bag for anxiety. Everybody needs a big bag for anxiety, Right. I mean, some of you may need a big bag for failure or whatever, but me, I chose a big bag of anxiety because everybody needs a little of that. And, you know, you just keep piling your boat up with stuff. And uh, let's see what this final, final one is. It wasn't set up. Success. (laughs) Got to have some success. You know, we put so much energy into that. We got to have that one. We'll put that one in the center because that's really important. Stack it next to Failure. And uh, And a little bit of next okay, we got worry, failure, success, okay, that's kind of the middle anxiety, because if we don't make it, we're not successful, then we fail, and then we'll f- compare ourselves to all this other. And this is what we do in life is we fill our boats with all of this stuff. And sometimes, God is so loving that a storm comes into our lives so that he can expose what needs to be in our lives and what doesn't need to be in our lives. Because see, this is what happens. It says in verse 18, the next day, a gale force wind continued to batter the ship. it see, the the wind, the storm that came, it didn't let up. And, and so finally, they had to get to the place where, okay, the storm isn't giving up, so I'm going to have to do something different than what I've been doing. And sometimes we, it takes a minute for us to click in, right? It's like... I mean, we are sitting in our boat and just staring at all our stuff. We've got success and anxiety and fear, and it's like we're going through the storm, and, and, and it's, it's, it's bashing our boat, and it's, it's hitting our lives, and it's all of these different things that are happening, but, but we do have success, and we have failure and anxiety and fear and worry. And in comparison, we have all of these things. And the boats, the storm continues to rage. And it continues to rage. And the storm continues to batter the boat. And it continues to hit your life. And and I believe that we can continue to go through the storm with all the stuff that can't help us. Or we can become aware that maybe... We could get through the storm if we would lighten the load in our lives. That maybe the storm that we're going through is because the boat is sinking. The boat is being slowed down by all the unnecessary stuff in our lives. And see, it's called the storm of blessing because the storm came to lighten your load. I want you to know this morning that this storm isn't naturally an actual real storm. This isn't like a tornado or a weather, you know, storm, rain, cloud, winds. This is the storm in your mind. This is the storm in your emotions. This is the storm that comes to batter you and tell you that you're never going to measure up to the co-worker that you work next to, that you're never going to have whatever it may be. You're never going to be able to get married. You're never going to be able to to have this type of of life, that it's all about, you're never going to have a relationship with God like you thought, like that pastor has, or that person has. You're never going to be there like them. And we continue to allow the sea and the storm to rage in our lives when when maybe what the whole point of this was this, was verse 18, that the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. See, I think you've got to get to the place where, where what is in your boat is not as important as what's in you. So you have to understand that sometimes you've just got to let anxiety get out of your boat. That you've got to say, you know what, what's in me is better than what's in the boat. That I refuse to let fear in my life because God created me to not have fear. He's gave He's given me a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And God says, hey, you know what, maybe success doesn't look like what I thought it looked like in God's eyes. That maybe I've been clinging to something that really it may I may have thought it would bring success. But in the reality of life, it has not fulfilled its It has not lived up to what I thought it would. So I've got to throw this overboard. And sometimes it's not easy to throw these things overboard. Sometimes we look like this and the waves are tossing and we're holding on to everything we can and saying, we're going to make it. I mean, if I could, I mean, we're going to do this. We've got to, we've got to, we, okay, just hang on. Strap, give me a strap, strap me down. And this is what we look like in life that we have all of these things, you got worry, yeah, I got, I got worry, I'm not letting that go, I'm not, I got, I got comparison, yeah, I'm not letting it go, and so many times we hold on to these things, when the storm that comes into our life was not to destroy us, the storm that came was to get the stuff out of our lives, but we continue to hold on to it, we continue to say, God, I gotta have this, what is in your life that God is asking you to throw overboard, that this storm that you've looked at is as something that God is trying to destroy you, that God is trying to take you out, that God maybe is simply putting it in your life so that he could bless you a little bit, so that he could lighten the load so that you don't have to worry any longer, and you don't have to have fear, and you don't have to compare yourself to the person next to you, and you don't have to be as successful as what everybody else puts an expectation on you to be. See, I remember when God called me into ministry, and I called my dad, and I said, this is where I'm going, and God, and when, I, when I did that, the, I heard my dad say, well, what are you going to do to make money? See, it was all about success. It was all about what what God was going to do. I mean, I've got to get to this certain status and work and all of this. And I could have allowed what my dad said to define what God said. But because I listened to what God said, I didn't worry about my success. And in that, I had to throw some of these things overboard because it was going to hold me back from what God was calling me into. And you have to understand that today, maybe the storm is hitting your life. And God is using it to call you into something more significant than the life you have right now. You say life is pretty good, but what if God has something better for you? What if God has a more meaningful life than what you thought? See, so many times we we allow things that can't sustain us to serve us. And this is my point is I want you to understand that what's important in a storm is what can sustain you, not serve you. See, these things... They can serve you, but they cannot sustain you. The only thing that can sustain you is the is the, the God on the inside of you. And sometimes you have to say, okay, you, you've been good to me for a little bit, but I've got to let you go. Because it can't sustain you. The only thing that can sustain you is what God has for you. And so many times we... We allow all of these other things to serve us and to, to feed us and to, to try to keep us afloat. But they weren't made to be floating devices. So you could jump out and try to save yourself on anxiety, but you're going to sink. You can jump out on comparison and think that that's going to hold you up, but it's going to let you down. And what you have to do is you have to understand that you've got to let go of what cannot hold you in. You've got to to let go of what wasn't created to keep you afloat. See, you know, there's no meteorologist that we have in our lives. We don't get to say, okay, God, is there a storm coming into my life or not? You don't get that option. You don't get, and let me, let's be honest. I mean, if, if, if meteorologists you did have in your life, the chances of them being right aren't good. Because I know for me, I don't know who gets paid the amount of money they get paid to be 100% wrong all the time. I mean, if I was like 50% of the time theologically correct, I probably wouldn't have a job. But meteorologists, hey, we got a 50% chance of rain. And it doesn't rain. Dude, you 50% off. You were wrong. And so many times we want a, we want a spiritual meteorologist in our lives... And the only one that you do have is Holy Spirit. And he may let you know that in the midst of the storm, you're gonna make it through. But you have to understand that sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you, hey, you need to throw some stuff overboard. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to be the only thing that strengthens you. See, storms, I like, what I like about storms is that they, they expose the value of what's in your life and what's not valuable in your life. See, a storm, if it was valuable, it wouldn't have gotten thrown overboard. I mean, I'm not saying that things that are in the boat aren't valuable. But what I am saying is what's in the boat already, you are more valuable. And so many times, if you don't understand your value and your worth and your identity, you won't let those things go. And see, it's not until you understand who you are And what God is calling you into, that you're willing to embrace the storm, throw the stuff that cannot serve you any longer out. You see, at the end of the day, we have all kinds of things in our lives right now. Right now, you have some cargo in your life. You have some addictions in your life. You have some mindsets right now. You have some things that actually may be the very thing that's actually bringing the storm into your life. See, the same thing that can lighten your load can become an anchor that weighs you down and makes you stay in the storm. We don't look at it like that, though. We just think, I mean, I just got a little fear. But fear will keep you from having faith. I just have a little worry. But worry will put faith in something that's never going to happen. I have a little comparison Comparison will keep you in a box or it will create pride in your life to think you're better than everybody else. So it brings storms into our life that were never supposed to be into our life. And so if we would let them go, maybe we wouldn't be facing what we're facing. I'm going to be honest. It's not easy to throw the things overboard. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But there's a lot of us in here this morning who have a lot of the same stuff that I threw out in your life. And you cling to it like a badge. Like it's something to be proud of. And I want you to know that it's time, if you want to get through the storm, you've got to let some stuff go. You've got to let some things fall away from your life. See, so you, you can have a life or a boat full of stuff and it not get you through what you're trying to get through. Look, this stuff, the whole point is is this stuff isn't going to help you get through the storm. This stuff is actually hindering you from getting into the next season that God has for you. Did you know that right now God is ahead of you working out your next storm? That he's working out the answers and the things that you need in your next storm, that he's already provided a way out of this one. All you have to do is throw the stuff overboard. And he's already working on the next storm that you're going to have to face providing a way of escape. He's helping you right now get through the storm. See, what's in you is way more important than what's in your boat. Right now, the purpose and the destiny on the inside of you is way more important than what you've got to throw overboard. There is nothing valuable outside of you. There is nothing that you can keep that you can't get back. There is nothing that God can't redeem after the storm that you have to let go of. And so I want to encourage you, what is it in your life that is trying to keep you in the middle of a storm, that's trying to keep your mind so focused on what you're going through that you forgot that God was even for you? Because you see, that's the storm. The storm comes from the enemy to try to tell you and to remind you that God doesn't love you and he's not for you. And so he comes in and he brings this storm, and the first thing that you do is you look to God and say, God, why would you do this to me? Right? See, our tendency, even when you're driving, right, if you're driving and you're traveling and you're going through a storm, you're trying to go, whatever you got to do, I mean, let's be honest, we've all sped a little bit to get out of a storm. (laughs) No? No, you holy rollers, awesome. Okay, well, I have, (laughs) like if I go fifty. If I go five or eight more miles over, I'll get through the storm in 15 minutes less. So I'll speed through it to get to the other side of the storm, right? And nobody else? Okay, awesome. Just me. So that's what we do a lot of times, right? We try to speed our way through the storm. We try to do it in our effort. We try to do what we can do to get through it. And how many of you know that that maybe the storm isn't about you getting through? Maybe you've forgotten the assignment of the storm, Maybe the storm, what God allowed in your life, the enemy sent, but God said, I'll use it for your, for my good. I mean, if you're going to bring the storm, I believe that there are many Christians that are way bigger and stronger because of the enemy. What do you mean? Because the enemy used a storm in their life, and they depended on God to get them out of the storm, and so it built something in them that they did not know that they had in them. See, this is what happens is in a storm, we have two mindsets. We can either just try to get through it, or we can grow through it. There are two options you have, and you will either try to just get through it, and there is no growing, there is no, there is no pain, there is no suffering. Just, I just got to get through it, and you get through it, and you don't grow through it. Guess what you get to do? Go through it again. Because understand that God is using this storm to build something on the inside of you that you did not have in you. How many of you know that, that right now there are people in gyms working out because they are trying to make what's in them show and be exposed but you don't do that by buying a membership to a gym the only way that you get the the body that you want is to go to the gym and work out put your body through what it takes right and so many times this is what storms do is storms are this opportunity for God to grow us and to use the pain of what the enemy meant to destroy us to make us stronger and to have a level of faith that we did not know once we needed See, I remember when Alicia and I were going through, you've heard her talk about it, but we were believing God for a baby, and it was year one, it's like, oh yeah, we're going to get pregnant, it's going to be awesome, we're going to have a kid. Year two, year three, I mean, every year, every month was emotional war. It was a storm, facing this storm. And we didn't know that at the end of it, we would become pregnant, and that it would be able to be a weapon that we would use against the enemy. Because what happened is in this storm of getting pregnant, that God gave us a level of faith to believe people that didn't get, they, 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 they couldn't get pregnant, that we would believe God that they could. Because we've already been through that storm, so we have a level of faith to know that we can get through this storm, you can get through this storm. So we will, we will pray and we will agree with you and you will walk through this storm. But had we not walked through that storm, we would have not had faith for that storm. And there are things that God is taking you through right now, and it's not even for you. It may benefit you. It may bless you. But God is taking you through the storm so that he can anoint you to be able to help somebody else get through their storm. But so many times we don't look at it like that. We look at, oh, my God, what are you doing to me, Lord? What are you doing? I mean, I'm, and it's like, poor me, pity me, and it's all about me. Well, that's one of the maybe things that God's trying to do in the storm. Is so that you would maybe stop thinking about you that maybe there's a bigger assignment on your life than you. See, I believe that we, we view storms from a couple of different angles, that we can we can view them as a, a spiritual learning lesson that we can learn or we can view it from the flesh, that we can learn it from the natural and say, God, like, why am I losing all of this stuff? Why are you destroying my life? Why are you frustrating me? And flesh, the flesh will always view it from that angle why it's all about loss it's all about devastation it's all about frustration and that's how you know how you're viewing the storm it's not it's, do you, when you when something comes up against your life do you view it from the angle of God what are you what are you showing in me show what show me in this storm God what it is about you that I need to know Or in this storm, what is it about, God, I can't believe that you've put me here and I'm going to lose this, 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 and this, you name what it is. That's how you know if you're viewing the storm that you're facing through the flesh or the spirit. And I'm really good at looking at things from the natural, because I'm a logical person. Like, I analyze everything. But when it comes to things in my life, spiritually, I have had to learn to say, okay, God, you've got something you want me to grow through in this. I cannot try to just get through this. I've got to embrace the storm. I've got to throw what you've told me to throw out. And I've got to trust you that even though I don't have that worry anymore, that you're going to get me through this. That even though I don't have the anxiety to cling to. Because let's be honest, some of this stuff is really comforting. It's really, it's really peaceful to have worry sometimes. Sounds weird. But it's the truth. And you see, see the more that we trust what's in the boat, the less we trust the Holy Spirit. So maybe the storm is coming into our lives not to, not to have anything to do with hurting us, but to eradicate what we're trusting in. To create a different thing that we're finding our security in. Because many of us, we find our security in a lot of different things that we fill our boats with. I mean, it could be your bank account. But what happens if you have to throw all your money overboard? What happens if it's relationships? Whoa, why about trip there? What happens that's what they'll do? They'll trip you up every time. (laughs) Your preacher can preach anything. You know, that's what it is. But, right, right, what happens if it's a relationship that you've got to throw overboard And watch it drown what what happens if it's something that's valuable i mean understand what's in this boat is not things that you don't care about what's in this boat is things that you love that you're consumed with that you are almost addicted to at some point this isn't stuff that's like oh i mean it's like you know something of no worth like it's an old pair of tennis shoes or an old shirt that you've worn for the last 15 years that he's asking you to throw overboard. These are things that you love. These are things that you put value in and you put worth in. And he's saying, hey, I need you to throw that overboard. And you can ask questions later. Because do you want to get through the storm and grow or not? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the storm's That come against our lives are sometimes demonically brought, but spiritually inspired. That God wants to take something in us and grow us and mature us. And I I want you to understand that you become the man and the woman of God you are. Not because of what you don't go through, but because of what you have gone through. And it's revealed the nature and the character of God. It's like that scripture that I read earlier where it says the ropes of death wrapped around me. And I was in sudden death. But God... And sometimes you can be in the middle of the storm, wrapped in death, sudden trauma, all the things that are coming against you. And you've got to say, I've got to speak who God is in my life. I've got to prophesy. I've got to speak life over my situation. You've got to understand that that the stuff in your life is never more important than what's in you. Don't discount your destiny and your purpose for the things that you can fill your boat with. I see it every week, people on Instagram filling their lives with stuff, and they've put value on who they are based on how many people follow them and whether they get a like on a meal that they took a picture of. How tragic has our society gotten that I'm in a storm because I didn't get a certain amount of likes. This is tragic, tragic. And God, maybe God didn't let you have the likes that you thought you should need because he wanted to show you that you've been comparing yourself to everybody else and you need to get over yourself because I've got something bigger for you. I'm meddling in your business, aren't I? See, in, in verse 20, it goes on and it says this. The following day, I want to read, it says in 19, the following day they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. Let me just tell you, Gear. That's stuff that they needed on the boat. That's not stuff that's meaningless. That's stuff that they need if the storm stops, but they threw it overboard. See, that's a trust thing. There are things that you and I need, but you still need to throw it over. That wasn't in the last sermon. 20, verse 20, it says this, the terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun And the stars, until at last, all hope was gone. See, I think that it's so important. See, what happens is this stuff oftentimes fills what hope should be filling in our lives. Success becomes hope. It becomes everything to us. And we drive and we drive and we do everything we can to be successful. And it is our hope. But the last time I checked, when somebody was going through a storm and there was a tornado headed to their house, they weren't checking their emails. I hope not. That just goes to show you where you're at if you were, okay? That one's for free. Right? I mean, understand that when you're going through, the most important thing is survival. And so many times we take these things and we feel... In our lives where hope should be at. We fill our lives with what should be filling us, which is hope. And it says that until at last, all hope was gone. In other words, this is what I'm telling you, is that the storm of the enemy will come and it will hit you until it can strip you of your hope. But this is the deal, is that when hope was in you before the storm, it doesn't matter what you go through when you go through the storm. Because, see, if this stuff was all tagged hope and joy and love and peace and kindness and goodness and the fruit of the Spirit, this storm would be very different because you could keep it all on the boat because it would help you get through the storm. But the storm will continue to rage in our lives. It will continue to batter us until it can strip us of our hope. You know, this week when we were gone, we did this thing on a daily, which was look for shark's teeth. I mean, who goes to the beach and doesn't look for shark teeth, right? Well, my wife was a little addicted to it, a little obsessive. She found like 180 of them. Oh, my bad. Whoa. Easy. See what I'm saying? 200. 208? Okay. My 80. 280. Okay. I didn't even know sharks had that many teeth. But anyway, I'm kidding. But, you know, what was interesting is this. Put more time on the clock, what the heck? Um, I'm kidding. So, I mean, really, I've been gone two weeks. Has it been that long? I feel like I preached two minutes already. Uh, so this is what happened, is that you would walk by the beach, and you would walk and you would see sand, and there would be no shark's teeth. And you would go down, and you would turn around, and you would walk your same path back, and where there were no shark's teeth, there are now shark's teeth. Do you know how? Because of waves crashing against it, and what my point is is this: is that so many times we don't see the beauty underneath us, we don't see the potential underneath us until sometimes some waves crash against us and wipe away what is not supposed to be there to reveal what is in there. And so many of us are looking at our lives like, "God, I can't believe you would do this," and "God, I can't believe," and it's like, uh, "Why would you do this to me?" and "What is happening?" And God is saying, I'm just exposing to you the goodness of who you are. I'm showing you the potential on the inside of you. Let it rain. See, I believe that something that's really important is this, is attitude. How, how, how right now, if God asks you to throw something overboard, I believe some of us are like this, I can't believe you, God, why would you ever do that to me? And we are so angry at God. We are so mad at why he would make us have to let go of something when really attitude is, you know what? Worry, you've been good. You've been good to me, Worry. Appreciate you. You helped me have a lot to think about that was unnecessary. God bless you. See the difference? And I believe that attitude has a lot to do with the enjoyment of how we get through a storm. Sometimes the best thing that can happen is a storm. Because sometimes the best thing that can happen is in the storm, God reveals the blessing. No tornadoes, guys, it's okay. That there is something that is so good in you that I've been waiting to reveal, and it took a storm to do it. See, some of you all don't understand that there is a level of faith that you wish you had, but the storm that's coming is gonna give you the level of faith that you wish you had, but you've gotta be able to endure the storm to get the faith. There's a miracle that you're believing God for, but you've gotta be able to get through the storm to get the miracle. But so many of us wanna jump overboard with the stuff, to say, I'm done. I'm giving up. I'm sick of storms. We throw it all away. And I believe that God is speaking right now into whatever you're facing. And this is the deal. Maybe you say, man, that's not really applicable for me right now. You're right. Not right now. But what I hope this sermon will do is it will help you know how to address a storm when it comes. Because maybe you've just walked out of one and you've realized what God did in it And you're like, thank God. Maybe you didn't do anything. Maybe you didn't grow in it. But a storm is going to come at some point in your life. And I pray that you would learn that in this, sometimes things have to go overboard. And some things you have to recalibrate. And you have to put a hope in you that isn't contingent on what you have. So that whenever the darkest days happen, you still have the ability to see. See without hope, you have no vision for the future. And that's what the goal of the enemy is, is to, to wipe out the fact that you have a future. But hope is even in the midst of darkness, even in the midst of things that you cannot see, you still know that God has got something planned for you, that God has something significant for your life. Verse 29. As I close, it says this, at this rate, they were waved. They were afraid we would soon be driven against the rocks along the shore. So they threw out four anchors from the back of the ship and prayed for daylight. So what I think is interesting is that they had anchors the whole time. But how many of you know that anchors aren't any good inside the boat? Anchors are only good outside of the boat. They only serve their purpose when they're thrown overboard. And so many of you have anchors that you're not using because they're in the boat and you've you've gotten so caught up in what you have to lose that you've forgotten what you can use. Oh my gosh, I've got to throw, I can't, oh my gosh. I I, Let the stuff go. Your life is more important than stuff. Throw the anchors overboard. See, it takes courage. It takes courage to take anchors and throw them over and wait the storm out. That is the hardest thing to do is in the moment of uncertainty, on the moment of I don't know what's going on, I'm going to throw my anchors overboard. I'm going to trust that God knows where I'm at in the middle of this storm, and I'm going to believe God that he's going to send his angels to protect me. And you have a choice in that moment as to what you throw overboard. See, it says in verse 23, In 2022 and 23, it says, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, stood beside me. What my point is, is this, is that you can be going through the hardest storm in your life and God can still speak and he is still willing to get in your life and whisper into you a little bit of hope, a little bit of courage and say, throw the anchors, throw the anchors overboard, I've got you. You may go through some stuff, but I've got you. Don't let these be the anchor that keep you, let these things be the anchor. It's interesting that it gave four anchors, and I believe that these are the four anchors. I believe it's worship, prayer, scripture, and community. I believe that God created all four of those to help keep you surviving in the middle of the storm that God gave you this ability to proclaim even in the middle of it that he said "I I will give you worship and you can worship me and you can pray and you can stand in faith and I will give you scripture to pray and I will put around you a body of believers who will speak into your storm and they will say we are going to get through this together no matter what happens we've got you but you've got to let the four anchors go You've got to trust God and set the anchors in the middle of the storm. There's a scripture in James chapter 1 verse 2 and it says, "Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy." Very puzzling scripture. For you know that when your faith is tested, nothing tests your faith, faith like a storm. Nothing. It says, for you, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So your ability to last as a believer contention on the storms you face it says for you will be perfect and complete needing nothing see that's why you can kick this stuff out of your life it's because you've endured you've gone through what you needed to go through And there is a faith on the inside of you. There is an endurance on the inside of you that says that stuff once meant something to me, but I let it go because I stood the test. There's a faith in me inside now that I can go ahead and rip this tag off, and I can put faith in it, and I can put it back in the boat. I can go ahead and put this tag, and it's called hope, and I can put it back in the boat. And maybe there's some things that you need to get out of your boat so that you can put some stuff that you need back in your boat. See? It's the storm of blessing. While you've been cursing, God has been blessing. What you've been looking at is God trying to strip you. God has been trying to equip you. God has been trying to put something on you that no matter what you face, that you can build a faith on the inside of you that when you walk up to somebody else, you can say, I want you to know I've been there. I've done that. I want you to know that God is faithful. What you need to know is that God is oftentimes doing a much bigger thing in you than the storm. That no matter how big the storm is, God is doing a much bigger thing. I've got one last scripture you can stand as I close. There's a scripture in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. This is the Passion Translation. And it says this, we have this certain hope, like a strong, unbreakable anchor, holding our souls to God himself. This scripture gets me so excited. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat, which sits in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. Y'all, they all missed that one. You got to understand that the anchor that is holding you still is not connected to anything earthly. It's connected to the throne room of God. That, That it's actually sitting in the throne room where Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father petitioning for you and me, that that is what our anchor is tied to. So no matter what you face in this earth, Because your anchor is tied to something heavenly, it does not affect you earthly. That you can get through anything you're facing earthly because of what you're tied to eternally. That there is this hope, this certain hope, like a strong anchor. Look, I don't know what you're going through, but God changed my sermon your storm. Whether it's the storm you're in the middle of, that you've walked out of, that you need to walk back into because of how you handled it, or that's coming. God has now equipped you to handle the storm. This morning, if that's you, I believe that I'm going I'm to pray over you this morning, a level of faith that God would set this sermon in your heart like an anchor, and that whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, that as heavy as that anchor is, you would throw it overboard, and you would let it hit the soil of your heart, and keep you in peace. If that's you this morning... to ask you if you would just lift your hand up real quick and you can set it right back down. I just want to know who I'm praying for. Thank you for those hands all across. Father, you know, you know the storms. You know the things that are raging in people's hearts and in their minds. God, what the enemy meant for bad, we declare, God, that you are going to use it for good. This Right now, God, I thank you that you are turning what's being used as an obstacle, as something that's hindering their ability to see you as a loving father, that it would be stripped. God, that their, their minds, their perspective, their lives would see you as a loving father, helping them in the middle of a storm build the faith that they need for everything that you've called them into. I hear this. I just think that you don't understand the significance of your life. You don't understand the life that God has for you, so right now the storm doesn't make sense. Right now you're looking at, why would I have to go through this? I'm just this little person who doesn't have anything, but God doesn't see you as that little person. David sees you as a Goliath, or David facing a Goliath in the future, and that you're going have to have, the, you're gonna have to have the courage to stand in front of him and sling a slingshot with one stone So, Father, I pray right now as we close that, Father, we would become dependent on the four anchors. That, God, the Scripture would become a life for us. God, that we wouldn't just read it here and there, that it would be something that we consume. That our worship, God, would be lifted up to you, God. That our prayers would be petitioned through Scripture. And, God, that our Our community of believers, God, would speak into our lives and into our situations with faith. We love you, God. And we thank you for the storm, as hard as it is. We thank you for what you're producing through it. God, give us the faith to throw the things that need to be thrown overboard out of our lives. Love you. This morning, maybe you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've prayed the prayer, but there was no true conversion. There was no true commitment to give your life to Him and live it out. If that's you this morning, I want to ask you if you'd reconsider God again, you would give Him another chance. If that's you this morning, I want to ask you just to slip your hand up real quick. I just want to pray with you. Say, I want to recommit. I want to rededicate my life to the Lord. I want to just give him my life this morning. We love you, God. We thank you that you care beyond what we may even realize. You're a good, good father. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.